Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. And the reason Bitcoin has clicked a lot for me the past few years is primarily because I think a lot of it has to do with running my own business, I'm like waiting for a $15,000 check to like be mailed from like Canada to our mailbox in Colorado. Then I'm like, shoot, I'm not in Colorado. I'm in, I'm in Florida right now. So I need it here. And it's like, I wish we could just use Bitcoin to like make these transfers and, and make it settle, you know, in 10 minutes and it's done. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Jake Goslin, who's the founder of Churchfront, an education, consulting, and media platform that equips worship and production leaders in the local church. Today, we're going to be talking about the growth of his business, his interest in Bitcoin, and we're also going to be talking about how business owners can be developing meaningful YouTube content, video content to grow their businesses. But before we get to today's interview, we have this week's Bitcoin meetup spotlight. And this week, it's not just any Bitcoiners, it's the New Jersey Bitcoiners. The New Jersey Bitcoiners are centrally located near Philadelphia, New York City, and everywhere in between. So you're always only a short ride away. Plus, they meet very close to Plainfield's Amtrak station. So no car, no problem. Their monthly meetings are a combination of Bitcoin-specific deep dives, orange pilling sessions, and Bitcoiners just hanging out. They also feature New Jersey's best coffee. I'm guessing that's Wawa coffee, but I might be wrong about that. Who knows? Seed oil, free snacks, and if you choose, ice cream. Plus, they're now in Bitcoin Magazine's affiliated Bitcoin Meetup Network, which means if you join them enough times, you can get your Bitcoin 2023 conference tickets for 50% off. So what are you waiting for? Join the New Jersey Bitcoiners. You can find them on Twitter at NJBTC or on Meetup where there are also some pictures of their recent events. Both those links are down below. And if you're interested in finding a Bitcoin Meetup near you, I encourage you to download the Oshi app where you'll be able to find the closest Bitcoin Meetup to you. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Jake right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Jake, welcome to the podcast. 
Thanks for having me, Josh. Great to be here. Thanks for that intro. I forgot I gave you my quick little bio. So I was like, that's exactly what I do. That's like, how'd you come up with that? And I told you that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And for, you know, we're going to get into our initial five questions in just a second. I already told you this before the interview, but to kind of set the stage for people who may not have heard of Church Front before, uh, I have a, a brother who is a worship leader at a church. He said that you were a top three content creator in the space. And I told my brother, who is a senior pastor at a church, uh, that I was going to be talking to you. And he said, no, you're number one. So you don't have to <laughs> confirm or deny that. But just to give our listeners an idea, you have a very successful business. And I'm looking forward to getting into these questions. So you ready for them? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. All right. First question, when and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? I first remember hearing about it in 2015 or 16 on the Planet Money podcast. Then that that was a time I started to learn more about business and economics. I listened to that podcast a lot and I found it fascinating. I just remember that was the first time I ever heard about it. Maybe I had kind of heard about it before then, but the first time I ever like gave it any conscious attention. And apparently the way it was explained wasn't very helpful for me at the time or because I didn't I did not become a Bitcoiner then. Um instead I just kinda watched it from afar, heard about it during the the hype bubbles. Um so it wasn't until late twenty twenty, uh, a younger cousin of my wife's, he's like a kind of a finance nerd. And we kind of always geeked out about investing stuff in stocks. And then he's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta learn about more about Bitcoin. So he kind of got me onto the, the Bitcoin bandwagon during the euphoria of the late 2020 rally into 2021. And that's when I like read the Bitcoin standard. I remember reading mm-hmm. that book in November of 2021 or sorry, 2020. This was when Bitcoin back then it's actually trading not not too much uh, not too much lower than it is right now. Um, this is, is probably around twenty thousand. Is about to break the all the all time highs from the twenty seventeen uh, bull run. And listen, and yeah. So, anyways, I was I was like reading uh, Safedine's book, and I finally it finally clicked. And the reason Bitcoin has clicked a lot for me the past few years is. Primarily because I think a lot of it has to do with running my own business and understanding more um, how the financial system works. Just because when you run a business and you're moving money around and whether that's money that you're sending to your employees or money you're trying to receive for your services or products, you kind of realize how clunky everything is. Like I'm literally right now, it's just some of it's communication issues with some clients, but I'm like waiting for a $15,000 check to like be mailed from like Canada to our mailbox in Colorado. Then I'm like, shoot, I'm not in Colorado. I'm in, I'm in Florida right now. So I need it here. And it's like, I wish we could just use Bitcoin to like make these transfers and, and make it settle, you know, in 10 minutes and it's done. Right. So yep. that, so that, that's part of it. My own practical like experience of being a business owner, starting to appreciate it as a settlement tool, um, a payment tool, and I've also really had a fascination with economics since since that time I told you back in 2015 and thinking about the intersection of faith and economics and how that all works. There's very little on that in, in the context where I was developed professionally to work in the church environment, like pastors don't often think about 
economic stuff at all. You mm-hmm. know, Dave Ramsey is maybe the the most popular financial voice in in the space, the church space, the Christian space. But understanding like well, how pretty much in a nutshell, I'm I'm for the most part libertarian. I'm I'm a conservative libertarian, if that's possible. That's that's how I self identify uh, as as my as my political leanings. Yeah, yeah. So I've had more more and more like Ron Swanson ish beliefs about pretty much pretty much government is like is really bad and it needs to be as like as little as it can be without you know it just needs to be as small as possible and uh then when you dive down the whole fiat world of how government works and how the money works for serves the government it's pretty scary stuff and that also gives me gave me increasingly strong convictions about bitcoin so that's kind of my how I kind of went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, so I started really getting interested in Bitcoin in 2021. And uh, for me, I first heard about it like you in 2015. And the person who was describing it to me, or it could have been me, but like they just, it didn't, it didn't catch my attention. Uh, but then 2021, so many great resources, great educational resources, great voices in the space, as well as just like, it, it's a stronger and stronger network. So uh, 2021 it was a no-brainer for me. Uh, 2022 n- not that fun. 2023 um, you know it was a great time to continue stacking. So I feel um, like this was a really mm-hmm. good time to, to get into the space, considering where it was. You know the price in 2017. Um, so mm-hmm. all that to say, I, I can definitely resonate with some of what you're saying. I think all of us wish that we had uh, gotten into the space earlier, but uh, very thankful for where we are right now. So question number two is this: What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? I, man, I mean, there's so so many of them, and it's hard to. Again, to me, I always feel like I have to give people a broader picture when I'm trying to articulate Bitcoin, a broader pic- picture mm-hmm. of how the existing existing system works and how it really kind of the fiat system that we're part of actually makes it, the problems that we face, like, let's say, wealth inequality Mm-hmm. worse right it, people there are those who are close to the money printers and i would even you know say that's that's me i personally can benefit from stuff like that because i've got great credit i have the business i have good income so when i want to move to florida i can go get a half a million dollars of currency just printed out of nowhere to go buy a new house and which is a mortgage right so it's like i, I guess it's like helping people understand the fiat world and how messed up that is that that's what kind of bitcoin exposes that's why again Mm -hmm. i like safedine's books bitcoin standard then his fiat standard book that was a big one because it then then you see how it influences all areas of life like the education system our food system Mm -hmm. and health system and um he kind of walks through them all in the different different chapters and um yeah, if you if you spend any time in the Bitcoin world and Twitter, it's like not just about like Bitcoin. Bitcoin or culture, I feel like, isn't just about Bitcoin. It's about all these other kind of uh, peripheral topics or areas of life that Bitcoin impacts. Yeah. Um, so that's what I I don't know. I think it just the biggest insight to me is it helps people even be aware of the concept of macroeconomics and mm. the problems with big government controlling money um, and helping them understand too. It's like, Hey, 
you know those dollars that are in your bank account like you actually don't control those like you don't you you could have large sums of like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars of cash or whatever and it's like go go to a local bank and tell them you want to get a hundred thousand dollars cash right now like right like you're not going to have, it's not going to happen. Right. And then most people, again, you just, you don't really think of that. Even if, even if with smaller sums, they're going to like interrogate you, like you're a criminal. If you, if you ask for your money in that way. Um, and then the ability to like, when I'm talking to my friends who are more gold bugs is helping them understand how the tech breakthrough of a technology is to have pretty much the essential or the similar store of value properties as gold, but then you can move it around anywhere in the world that's on the, you know, has a network connection um, and immediately like settle that transaction. So like it makes it much cheaper to do that, but it's still, you know, hyper secure because it's all written in code and it's safer to do that because, you know, again, we've all, we've all heard about like someone can use firearms or force to come and and take your gold away from you. Right. But like, if you have your Bitcoin recovery seed in your head, it's like, they can't really take that away from you by force. Well, if they try to kill you, it's like, they can't get it either. Right. So that, those are some of the things I'm like, wow, this is a really, really fascinating technology. Um, there's probably a lot more other insights. I, I feel like it's, so many different ways you can go with it. I, th I think the way you described it makes a lot of sense, though. It's like it's a stepping off point into a whole lot of other areas. It, it makes you question a whole lot of other things and uh, very frequently to to positive outcomes. Every once in a while, you start seeing people go down some um, crazy directions and maybe they're still right. But um, definitely a lot of really good areas connected to to money, to value, to food. So question number three, you've already talked about safety in a couple times, so that might be your answer. But what's the Bitcoin resource that you most recommend to other people? Yeah, for sure. The Bitcoin standard, the fiat standard. Uh, I really like the Bitcoin layer. Uh, I read that mm -hmm. one more recently. And I, I always say start with the books. Sometimes pod podcasts can only do so much in helping you mm -hmm. grasp an entire concept. But to me, the th you know, like many people, the guy who really orange pilled me was was Michael Saylor podcast mm -hmm. back in late 2020 after his company bought a ton of Bitcoin, and I think he articulated at least it was right for the moment of time I was in. He articulated it in a way that just made a lot of sense, and I still think he's obviously like one of the best Bitcoin evangelists per se of of getting that message out there in a way that is simple to understand, yep. um, because a lot of smart people have a hard time explaining things in a way that people who don't live in that world all the time can understand. Mm -hmm. So question number four is this beyond Bitcoin. So outside of the, the Bitcoin realm, what is a, a resource, an idea or a tool that's been helpful to you or your business recently? So the nature of my business uh, for folks who are listening, it's a service-based business where we offer consulting. So we do a lot of virtual consulting for churches over Zoom, and then we do a lot of online courses. We do, you know, have a YouTube channel and we have live events. So to us, like I, I mean, some of the resource, resources I've looked up to lately, I would say is a guy like Alex Ramosi. Um, he's kind of like taken the social media uh, accounts by storm uh be and, and for good reason i think he, he he has really great content and following his business tips like simple simple things like 
uh, hey, like for your services, like you should be offering more flexibility with payment plans for people. So it's like if you're selling a $5,000 service or product, it's like give them the option to basically like break that up over time and you're going to you're going to have way less objections to close those deals and what do you know our team started doing that and it, it's great we actually are able to increase our pricing offer more flexibility payment plans and everybody's happier at the end of the day so he's been a great resource um if folks are like newer in business i always say go to read the book profit first um by michael mccallowitz because that is what i use from day one when i was a freelance videographer to now a a small business we're not huge business but we're we're over seven figures and we're a team Mm -hmm. of four people so it's like you know decent decent chunk of money moving around and i've had to learn capital allocation how to know you know how much do i set aside for taxes how much do i allocate for expenses like payroll and software and the things and he has a really good model that i feel like works for literally a, a, a ten thousand dollar a year business up to like a ten million dollar a year business so profit first check out that book i always always recommend people and then uh guys like pat flynn were a huge mentor to me uh he mm-hmm. does a lot of online business stuff a blog uh Sam Oven stuff, consulting.com, Taylor Welch um, with trafficandfunnels.com. So those are all kind of my mentors. I've kind of pieced together all the good things they have and kind of made it my own. And that's that's where I'm at today. Excellent. Now we have our final, what we call our arbitrary but insightful question. And it's this, as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? I My, my gut says why so I mean the the thing that first thing comes to mind for me whenever we have questions is when sometimes we come up with like a new product or service idea or new offering with our business and I'm learning that I I guess I maybe I'm just becoming older and less uh more risk averse as I I don't know as as we get going but also I've learned like it's hard to like just take on any new idea and execute mm-hmm. on stuff. It was easier when you're actually getting going, I think, because you can try a lot of things, see what's working with your market, and then just like once you find it, you hone in on it. But even as we grow, I feel like it's even more important to like say no to more and more things because now we actually have the resources. We could go into other kind of areas of, of our niche, even in the worship and production world I'm in. There's lots of different products, but so a new idea comes to me and I, I don't know I'm like why like why do it like why if it's gonna it's gonna take our core like our core attention off of what we do um, with our core offering um, so I don't I now I'm gonna think about that question more because I'm not I'm not even fully satisfied with my answer to it but I, I think usually I find myself asking myself just why usually usually yeah. not why not yeah Yeah. Well, and I think part of it is just hearing other business owners, other thinkers process through and share why they've chosen something, because at the end of the day, you know, you you can make a case for either one. I I have I have my biases, uh, but it's, it's helpful to understand how other people think. And you've kind of described that with with some of your previous answers, just like understanding how different business owners who are successful, understanding the process, why they're doing what they're doing. And then you kind of take it and apply it to your situation. So I appreciate you kind of reasoning through that for yeah. the audience. 
Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. And Linkster is not just advice, it's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project's success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Now today, you know, we're going to be talking about a little bit about Churchfront. You've already shared with us some of why you like Bitcoin. So I guess from from this point, if you could just share with us Churchfront, um, how you got started and a little bit about your growth and how you help people, especially because there might be people listening to this podcast right now who would love to do work with another Bitcoiner who could benefit, uh, whose, whose church could benefit from working with Churchfront. Yeah. So I, uh, from, from a young, early, earlier age of high school, I felt a pretty clear calling into worship ministry because I just started serving in the church since I was like in sixth grade and loved the worship band, loved music, uh, loved all the tech stuff I was getting into and uh, went to school for these things. I went to get a music degree. I went to seminary and I was like, I want to be a full-time worship pastor. So that was kind of mm-hmm. like the, the trajectory I, I was on from basically up until 2016. I was a full-time worship worship pastor. So, um, and then I, at that, that same time, I sort of had this entrepreneurial awakening. I think also everybody kind of comes across this. If they're, they're bound to be an entrepreneur, it's going to happen. It might be a painful process because if you're, if you're not really aware of it, but it kind of became clear to me that like, I really like building things. I really, really like being in an environment where I don't feel like I'm capped with some sort of like ceiling above, above what I can do and what I can produce and the impact I can make. So around that time in 2016, that's when I, um, and I apologize if you're hearing any screaming coming from the other room over there, got got three, three kids, four years old and under, um, got the mic as closest to me as I possibly can. In 2016, I kind of like, was like, well, what if I could bring together this entrepreneurial spirit I had, uh, which was, I was doing a lot of freelance videos, shooting weddings on the side, uh, with 
the ministry passion I have. And I kind of came up with this idea for Churchfront. I'm like, hey, there's nobody like serving the worship and tech space online with like good content, just good free content, and then like online courses and stuff like that. So that's why I came across a guy like Pat Flynn, who inspired me with his story. He was in the architecture world, and then he built a business helping architects. I was like, man, I could do the same thing with with worship ministry. So I went down that path. I my my video business. I was shooting so many weddings. I, I was like. Uh, that got me to, I think I was making like a hundred, over a hundred grand a year, just like shooting weddings, mostly during the summertime in Colorado. So that, that gave me an off ramp to, to let go of my full-time job at the church I was at as a worship leader. I was then doing part-time worship leading, mostly, mostly freelance video work. And then I was like, man, I want to build this business. So that's what I was doing from like 2017. I started a YouTube channel uh, called Churchfront and just making content for worship ministry leaders, production directors. And yeah, that's my other thing. I always find myself encouraging other entrepreneurs, like you got to start a YouTube channel, whether even if your market is like local, like I'm encouraging my real estate agent friends to make good localized content for people browsing to buy in your area. Like that's a no brainer because that's how I buy properties when I'm like looking online and trying to learn about them um, to, to, to national reach or global reach. Like you're, mm. it's one of those things where it definitely rewards the patient and the persistent, right? Like you can't, yeah. if you're not, if you're an impatient person, you're, you're not going to like YouTube at all. But like, if you if you learn the strategy, you make content that people are searching for, you are going to win in the long run. Even if you're like not charismatic, even if you can't do fancy production, you're going to, mm -hmm. you're going to win. So I just started pouring into it and I'm so glad I did because that channel now has almost, uh, I think it's at like 230,000 subscribers, like a quarter, almost a quarter million subscribers within this small little niche that nobody even really thought that much about, you know, five to seven years ago. And, uh, it's been a blast because it's so unlocked so many opportunities and our YouTube channel is basically our most powerful or one of our most powerful marketing assets as a business, because we're getting people reaching out to us multiple times a day, every time a day to hire us for anywhere from $7,000 to $12,000 consulting packages on autopilot. Like we're like literally, I mean, mm -hmm. we put the content up once a week. We've been doing this. We get probably 12,000 views a day on the channel. And then we get those people reaching out to us and we're not paying for ads for those types of leads. Um, I do ads for other types of product sales, but that was just, yeah. So, so anyways, that was kind of the journey. It was like, I was eventually able to go full-time with Churchfront when I launched a membership membership site. Um, and then since then was kept kind of dialing in, tweaking the offer, realized like if I'm going to scale, if I can hire good team members, if I can actually help clients better, we're going to have this more cohesive consulting offer, which is like you're getting real help from real people virtually or in person and then combined with the online courses we've made. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people too, they think they go on an online business world and they're like, I'm just going to be behind a computer, not talk to anybody and I'm going to be a gazillionaire. It's like, nope, like that's not going to actually, it's, it's actually both and like you can combine mm -hmm. the power of the online tools with good old fashioned talking to real people, yep. whether it's in a sales conversation or a consulting coaching conversation. That's how a lot of cool stuff happens or actually showing up and, and helping them on site doing some done done for you services um yeah. so that 
basically it kept growing in like 2020 was a huge year of, of growth for us because of the pandemic. Every single church was trying to figure out how to live stream. I was one of the few channels that had content on this. So these, these mm -hmm. videos went from maybe a few like uh, tens of thousands of views to, to half a million views, like in a very short wow. amount of time. And it was just, you know, people watching the videos, buying courses, buying products with affiliate links. We were finally dialing in our consulting offer. So it was all basically adding up to, to a place where now, you know, we bring in like, I don't know, somewhere between anywhere from like 80 to 120 K a month or something like that as a business. Um, That's awesome. and thanks. Yeah. It's just like, I didn't go to business school. I took, I like went through some programs myself to like learn the building blocks and, if you're just persistent with this stuff over time and you don't give up like and you're patient you're gonna win but for a lot of people like now you look back over five six years it doesn't i, I feel like it doesn't seem that long but then in the middle of it it's like yeah that, that seems like forever um so we're just getting started i'm i'm excited to to do this for the next 10 20 years i'm glad i've kind of found my like really feel like it's my life's calling uh with this mm. business and what we're supposed to do with it um so yeah, today it's me and we've got three other guys on the team and we handle all the things, uh, whether it's, I do, I do mostly YouTube and marketing and business strategy. I've got a full-time sales guy and then we've got a full-time, um, uh, course creator kind of tech coach. And then another full-time person who's like, uh, also a course creator, uh, also a coach, but also does more like kind of customer service stuff. So um, we have a team of like four guys who are like, don't have to be managed and they just perform their jobs really well. Um, it's been, it's just been a blast. So that's awesome. So, you know, as you're, as you're sharing, one of the things that I think would be really great, you've already talked about the value of YouTube, the value of video content. Uh, I think it'd be really helpful before we get to some of how you're thinking about Bitcoin and whether any of those conversations ever come up in the business context what would be most helpful for business owners to do to get started on YouTube or any other video content that they might want to do? Any just quick recommendations? Because you said, you know, it's 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 a matter of patience. There's probably some tech side of things, but just what are like the top few things off the top of your head that people need to be thinking about? Uh, first thing I said is, I would say is get over the fact that you don't think you're good on camera or mm -hmm. you can't have... Um, uh, good great production quality because i'm telling you that literally does not matter if you're truly just a subject matter expert and you can just put your camera on selfie mode and hold the hold the phone sideways assuming we're making it for you know a not vertical video just mm -hmm. start talking and recording and putting it out there and, and just answer the simplest way to get started is answer this the most frequent questions you hear from your mm -hmm. prospective customers or your customers and then of course those same type of people are going to be searching these things online um, so one thing i remember early on was also the importance of building an email list so because my business, I knew it could have like more of a national global reach. I was like, okay, I'm going to put free stuff up on Facebook. I'm going to put $20 a day into just like getting emails on an email list of people who I know who are worship leaders, right? This is stuff I learned from Pat Flynn. And it's like, Hey, here's my free guide to something about worship ministry. And you know, over time I got that email list of a few thousand people. And then whenever I came out with a new YouTube video, I could send it to those people so I could actually get traffic to the video, which then makes it perform better on YouTube. Uh, and then also I had an audience to ask questions or to be like, Hey, or you, I want you to ask me questions. So like, what, what's your most 
biggest challenge in worship ministry right now. I'd get a whole host of different questions on different topics. And those were my content ideas for my videos. So then I make videos that people actually want to watch because it's actually their questions. Right. So it's like really simple. I think it's a book called the ask method. Um, that covers that but yeah those 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 things are so instrumental when i got off the get got things going um so i'm very like the reason a lot of people don't have success i think with content youtube is they just they make content that nobody really cares about or wants to Mm. want there they make content that doesn't answer the questions that people are asking um so you're either going to be like super kind of entertaining like that piques the people's curiosity like a mr beast in his videos or just like the but the, but the best long-term strategy with youtube is it's a search engine so give people the answers they're searching for yep that's a good word i appreciate that now one thing that i remember from a few weeks ago is that you were playing with accepting bitcoin payments on your site is that something that people are interested in do you plan on pushing that or is that just something you plan to accept as more and more people begin uh, maybe to your point from from just a second ago asking about it yeah so it's i i was actually surprised how easy it was because for some of our products we have like online courses that are um they're like a couple hundred bucks, you know, they, it's like your typical e- e-commerce type store. We use uh, WordPress and I'm using WooCommerce to manage all those like purchasing of the products. And I didn't realize how easy it was to have the Coinbase Commerce plugin installed mm-hmm. on WooCommerce so you can accept Bitcoin. You can also accept all the other like shit coins too. But I was like, no, I'm not going to 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 accept those. I just want Bitcoin because that's like, Love I don't hear it. I don't hold any other other crypto, right? So it's like just Bitcoin, and um, the re- part of, part of the reason I want to do it. Well, a few reasons. First, I'm a Bitcoiner, so I want to have some sort of avenue to accept payments if the opportunity arises or if people want to pay me that way. Has anybody used that feature yet? No, I'm like kind of bummed. But then again, I haven't really put it out there. So I one idea, and I was actually I was wonder, wanting to chat with you about this, see what your your thoughts are, but like. Basically, I have it set up so I could have people like I have I could send an email out to my list and be like, hey, if you pay with Bitcoin, you'll get a 10 percent discount. Right. So I have it set up. So the software, when you check out with Bitcoin, it'll just automatically um, discount the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's just a way for me. I mean, it's kind of like, well, if I'm bullish in Bitcoin in the short term, then that's great because I I think it's going to definitely appreciate more than 10% in the short term. I can just hold it. It's fine. Um, I think the other piece of it too is just knowing like, okay, it's it's some of the accounting stuff gets kind of overwhelming to think about Mm -hmm. that. And actually, I think someone on Twitter is a special at, specialist at this stuff because I know my my accountants are total boomers and they don't they don't know anything that's going on <laughs> yeah. with Bitcoin. But like uh I kind of I kind of have I was thinking it makes sense as a business to even just have just like small a small part of the revenue could be paid in Bitcoin because mm-hmm. that could be part the part of the slice of the revenue that just gets stashed away in savings immediately whereas like a lot of the the revenue that's paid in fiat dollars that's that's where we actually have to you know pay payroll and set aside money for taxes um things that just can't be super volatile um like bitcoin is so i can i can accept bitcoin payments with uh coinbase um commerce 
through like automated checkout systems with WooCommerce. And then, but Coinbase Commerce also makes it simple just to like drop, drop an invoice and just send someone an invoice and be like, hey, pay in Bitcoin and boom. So for us, long-term, the strategy is like, there's a lot of people in Africa, uh, especially like countries like Nigeria. And yep. I think that's going to make it easy for them to start paying for our products. And what I need to do, this kind of reminds me of that because I haven't done this yet, but I can actually segment out my email list to like the, uh, to Africa and like those countries be like, Hey, if you guys want church front courses, um, maybe I'd actually give them a significant discount because you know, the, the, their economy there is like horrible. Thanks to, yep. thanks to our fiat system. Right. Um, and I could, I could actually do that. And then it just, again, it'd be fun. It'd be a cool way to bless them and just give them an easy way to like get access to my courses, um, using Bitcoin. So I'm going to try that. I wish I would have tried it before this podcast. I could have told you how it went, but, um, we could talk about it later too. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I'd love to do a, you know, update in the future to see how things are going uh, just for the listeners right now. And, you know, this is kind of uh, for you as well, potentially, but a few of the businesses that come to mind and you may be talking about some of these, but Satoshi Petroleum Accounting, Joe Wood over there, we've interviewed him. He might be the guy on Twitter you're thinking about that yeah, does the yeah. accounting side of things. Another one when you're invoicing in Bitcoin, which isn't super relevant to you, but could be relevant to someone is Zaprite. Uh, we've interviewed okay. the founder as well. John Zaprite on Twitter. Um, then Ibex is a great um, point of sale system if you're looking to either keep it or uh, keep the Bitcoin or even transfer it into USD. And then finally, for the discounts, I really like Oshi. They're Bitcoin only. And what they do is they give you cash back or sats back in Bitcoin. Mm. So and that for, for you, that's another way. If, if you're on Oshi, you can um, you're searchable on Oshi. Um, yeah. But I, I like sending people to Oshi, like even on this podcast, they will have already heard about it because mm. I like to send people there to find like a Bitcoin meetup. They also have like when they pull up, when you pull up the map, you can see different Bitcoin meetups um, in your area. So it's kind of a cool oh, thing as well. Cool. But yeah, th those are a few Oshi, companies. That, how, do you, how do you spell that? Oshi? O-S-H-I and Michael Atwood is the the founder there and he will usually like you know just person to person onboard you or at least talk you through some of the possibilities so oshi M michael atwood's uh, top-notch guy for sure no it's fascinating i'm looking at their website it's like like i mean i'm i love hearing about all these different tools it's awesome and there's so many that are being developed right now too it's super exciting some things i just haven't even explored yet but uh, uh, this has kind of like been a great conversation um talked about really just a couple of different things are there any final thoughts you'd like to leave people with i really appreciate the youtube insight that you've given people um any other thoughts you'd like to leave people with before we finish up today? Yeah. Um, if you're out there hustling, building a business, keep, keep at it. Um, it, part of me is like, it's easy. Don't, don't let uh, Bitcoin be a distraction because that's where I find sometimes it can be from, uh, from the core thing of like, Hey, you have a particular gift of a product or a service that you're offering to the world. So like hone in on that as time goes on. That kind of my approach is like, yeah, as these tools make sense, I'm going to start implementing them, maybe even try to be an early adopter to help encourage more adoption out there. Mm -hmm. um, but my thing, this is more just preaching to myself about like, just don't get distracted by like daily volatility of price movements or some of the dumb drama that goes on like in the crypto world and stuff like that. Just keep, keep on keeping on building, building and making great things. 
Yeah. And I love the fact, you know, you're, you're being, you're so successful in your business to where you can take some profits, put it into Bitcoin, but you don't have to be too worried because you're already, you know, you have that proof of work in your own life, you're being successful. And so that's probably yeah. one of the first things for people to be thinking about how can I be successful? And from there begin, you know, establishing my long-term savings in Bitcoin. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. Well, hey, Jake, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Jake, you can find our links down in the show notes. Check out Church Front if that would be relevant for you. Also, get to making some video content for your own business. As always, keep building, keep growing. And until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any Lightning Wallet. And one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app, you can earn stats just by listening on Fountain. Check out the link in the show notes to get started with Fountain today.